Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I'm joined by Brandon Bishop. We are previewing an upcoming fight between Blake Kellogg Rooster, the Rowdy Rooster, and Vester Harris, the Libra King. Big matchup coming up for the B2 Fighting Series. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am joined in studio today by, I'd say one of the more commonly, maybe the most, I don't know, as far as, I've done 535 episodes so far. It's difficult to say. We'd have to go back and count how many has Brandon Bishop been on, but I'd say you're near the top. A lot of times recently, I've been doing new people for each episode over Zoom, stuff like that. So, Brandon Bishop, welcome back in studio. Thanks, sir. It's been a while. It has been a while. What we're doing today is, you know, special circumstances call for uh, special episodes, and we are watching each of Vester Harris's six amateur MMA fights. Okay, we're currently watching Vester Harris versus Dustin Crane. Brandon, what do we see thus far? It's a heavyweight bout, amateur debut for Vester Harris. Anything standing out to you so far? I mean, we're only 30 seconds into the fight. They've already gotten in and gotten after it. This 30 seconds has already been really busy. Um, Looks like he's working on some takedown defense already. He's got a good single leg defense. Uh, Looks like he's got some good balance on him. Okay. Is this his first fight, this chronologically? His, yeah, chronic, we are chronologically watch, walk, uh, uh, watching each of his fights. This is his amateur heavyweight debut. Okay. Once again, Vester Harris against Dustin Crane. So a little scramble there. Dustin Crane looks like he's on top. Harris does get back to his feet. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, man, for amateur debut, 
they don't look bad at all, man. Okay. I gotta say, for my amateur debut, I was really just getting it, you know, getting in there and throwing on heart, and they look like they've actually got some pretty decent technique on them. The purpose of today's episode is we are previewing Vester Harris versus Blake Kellogg. Blake Kellogg, of course, also goes by the name the Rooster. I wonder if that has anything to do with the Kellogg's Cornflakes branding. You know, I think it must. Uh, I think it must, right? You know why the Cornflakes were invented? No. I think it has something to do with, like, uh, keeping your penis soft. Seriously? Yeah. What? Yeah. You can Google that. Really? If you have a chance. Yeah, here, I'll do it while we're watching this, while we're watching this fight. Look, Vester Harris is smiling and laughing. He's got his hands down in the, the a minute left in the first round of his amateur heavyweight debut. I love it, man. It looks like he's having a good time. He's having a good time. <laughs> Dustin's throwing some he, heat, he's though, man. He's some, yeah. Oh, he's got his back turned there for a second, but he's still laughing and having a good time, though. He said, come on, bring it. <laughs> I love it. Kellogg's Corn Flakes History. Here we go. <laughs> What's he doing in there? What is Vester Harris doing in there? It looks like he's having a conversation with his corner or something. <laughs> I mean, they've they've had pretty high output for heavyweights this whole first round. They've been Dustin Crane's probably dictating the pace. Harris has shown some pretty. Oh well, Harris is coming back with some at least some punches, and he's being the aggressor toward the end of the first round, right? Oh yeah, nice flurry there. That's a pretty close first round, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he had Dustin on his heels there for a minute, and it looks like he's still got plenty of gas in the tank. Neither one of them look too tired at the moment. Dustin looks a little bit more spent. Harris is smiling. I like how Harris is smiling like that yeah. in his amateur debut. Does not appear to take himself too serious. Well, and that, I mean that in a compliment. Right, and and that and he's he's enjoying himself. He's letting it go. You know, some guys. I mean, I know myself. My amateur debut, I was I was taking it so seriously, man. Like, I wasn't going to get out there and smile. I wasn't technically having a good time at the time. You know you what want. I mean? Like, I wanted that win so bad that I wasn't really. Like, I was so laser-focused that I wasn't necessarily having a good time. I forgot to have a good time. Was there any fight in particular that you did, in fact? You really cut loose and you were, were just really having a good time? Oh, yeah, yeah. After um, I think after my Sando fight, really, is when I just kind of started having fun and just saying, screw it, man. Because at a certain point in my career, I, I kind of came to terms that, like, okay, look, I don't, I don't necessarily want to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's when I just kind of let go of, of all the seriousness about it. And uh, started having a lot more fun. Was I wish I would have done realist- that earlier. Is that when you realistically thought, okay, I might not end up in the UFC? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just now, kind of. Like- I wouldn't mind going to the UFC. It may not be in the cards. Right. I'm doing this for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. I don't mean to shit on it. No. Not for fun, like in a bad way. Yeah, no. I mean that's exactly kind of how it went for me because I never got into this uh, for money. I just got into it because I wanted to fight because I thought it would be cool. Um, you know, and of course, the UFC is always the goal whenever you get into something like this. You wouldn't start playing basketball without dreams of playing in the NBA eventually. But, um, you know, I never fooled myself into believing that that was going to be a reality or that I'm going to be this UFC champ in the future. And I wasn't devastated when it didn't happen. I just, you know, decided, look, man, I, I don't know if I want to do this for a living forever. Uh, but I am having fun doing it, so let's keep doing it. Now, tell me, Brandon, at the beginning of the second round, does Vester Harris do a Brandon Bishop? <laughs> I knew you, you t- were going to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> you t- I hate to f- harp on this, but he, look, he's like, let's touch gloves. Fake. 
Psych. <laughs> was that what that was? Yeah, kind of. Kind I of mean, a psych, and then he was going for a knockout. <laughs> like he was just going to end the fight right there. Uh, well, I mean, the referee does tell you to keep your defenses oh, up yeah, at all times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Rob so. Mooney famously said, you know. It's legal. If you if you get tricked with that, that's 100% your fault. Yeah, it's legal. I mean, it's a dick move. But, but I mean, what are you in there to do is to be like play patty cake and be best friends? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I know that may sound harsh. <laughs> but in baseball, if if a ball hits and you catch it off the bounce, but they can't tell if you caught it in your glove or it hit the ground first, are you going to say, oh, no, it hit the ground first? Are you going right. to correct the ump? No, nah, we're good. I, I don't there think so. There was some leather there. So there's something to that in most sports. Yeah. And that is an example of something that does make MMA a sport. What about when Floyd Mayweather... Junior, the way he knocked out Victor Ortiz. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see that, Brandon? Yeah, I want to see it again. Yeah, too. where where where, <laughs> where um, he let his guard down. Yep. And then just jumped right. Victor in Ortiz to... looked the other way, and then Floyd Mayweather just cold cocked him and yep. knocked knocked him out. It wasn't against the rules. He didn't cheat. Nope. He did not cheat. That's right. <laughs> and then he was even called out by the announcer afterwards. Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant. <laughs> Really went hard on Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> and Floyd said, you know, Larry, I'm sick of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know shit about boxing. or so, I forget exactly what he said, but he really, I'm sick and tired of you giving me shit all the time. Yeah. You know, fuck you. Yeah, he started he saying, fuck him. you, Larry. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment because it was real. It was a real moment between two people who really emotionally felt that way about it. That is something I've heard Joe Rogan or someone else say that MMA isn't really a sport. And I would say that touch of gloves thing and then the fake and then the punch kind of shows that it is because there are rules, and that's not covered in the rules. So that's a weird formality that the fighters, out of respect, at the beginning of each round, they touch gloves. Who came up with that? Right. And you're not instructed to either. I mean, That's what I mean. Who came up with that? Yeah. A lot of times what they'll tell you, if a referee will give you the option, they'll tell you that at the beginning of the fight. If you want to touch gloves, touch gloves now come out ready to fight and then some guys still will wait until the bell and then they'll still come out and touch gloves or they'll touch gloves between every round um and i guess it's seen as sportsmanlike, but uh you know i mean it's not necessary so technically the rule is protect yourself at all times so if you come out and touch gloves and get cold cocked i mean kind of that's on you yeah um okay the next fight so harris ended up losing the first fight uh to crane via rear naked choke in the second round the second fight for, <laughs> I like Vester Harris. Yeah. He's got some funny mannerisms. He's smiling again. I would be slightly nervous if I were getting into the cage with Jordan Tennyson. Yeah, and I mean, you know, from an audience standpoint, anytime I go to see a concert, I've seen some concerts of bands that I don't necessarily care for, but the show was great because okay. I could tell that the people were having a great time doing it. Garth Brooks, I'm not necessarily like a country fan, mm-hmm. but I saw Garth Brooks' concert and I thoroughly enjoyed it because it looks like they were having a good time while they sure. were doing it. And I feel the same way about fighters. When I see a fighter that's taking it too seriously, like uh, Diego Sanchez, for example, mm. always very stone-faced, angry, uh, a lot of times seems angry or mad at his opponent. Um I'm I'm not digging that vibe nearly as much as smiling, having a good time, being loose, uh, living in the moment, and that seems to be what Vester Harris is doing. Look at this matchup. <laughs> Giant Jordan Tennyson coming out southpaw against Vester Harris. 
man, Jordan Tennyson's a specimen. Yeah, and you know, that's another thing about MMA that you always – I mean, it can be – it could go either way, man. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Tennyson looks like this huge muscle-bound specimen of a human being. And Vester Harris looks like he's got a little around the waist. He looks like he could be uh, – he's shorter and, and a little more dense. But Oh, this is the slam. Oh, no. This is where Jordan Tennyson did the big slam. Oh, he's grabbing the fence. Oh, he's trying – Look. Oh, God. Okay, I forgot. Yeah, I've this seen was, that before. I, I, I remember this one. I did not know that was Vester Harris until just now. I love Jordan Tennyson. Very likable guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, that slam, I think, looked a lot more damaging than it actually was. Okay, though. yeah, yeah. Historically, those have been for, unless you do a rampage deal where you can actually knock them out. Yeah, yeah. You almost have to drop common. them on their shoulders or head to do that. Um, he was dropped on his body pretty flat there, so it, it didn't look like it did a whole lot of damage, but it was but, pretty effective. But you could say Jordan Tennyson wasn't trying to get a stoppage there. Look, he's trying stuff. Look. Yeah, sure is. He's going for Trying to knee bar. Knee bar. I love it. Jordan said on the podcast when I interviewed him, he wanted to win an MMA fight with a knee bar. He's screwing around, and then he ends up on bottom mount, but he gets out quickly. And I don't mean this in any way to be disrespectful to Vester Harris. Jordan Tennyson is a former, um, I don't know, I think an all-state wrestler in Kentucky, and then he was a Division One athlete for football. Yeah, I knew he played football. I didn't so, know he was a wrestler. So, I mean, he was very good for Central, I think it was Central High School. Um, Looks like for Harris, football. Is, Harris is taking a lot of unanswered shots here against the fence. He's answering a phone in defense, but... He's, he's kind of looking away from the punches. It's not really an intelligent defense. So what do we know about Vester Harris so far? He's probably going to lose this one, it appears. Uh, yeah, it looks that way. If it, if it, yeah, it looks like the ref just stopped it. So, um, I mean, if, if I could say anything just based off of these two fights, just the few minutes that I've seen so far, um, he looks fairly athletic for his uh, build. You know, he, he's, he's going to be moving around a lot. It looks like he's going to throw in high volume. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like he's got decent cardio. He's listed at five foot eight. The rooster's listed at six foot five. And he looks to be every bit of six foot five. So that's substantial. Yeah. Right? Uh, you got someone who's a little bit shorter than you or I. I think we're about the same size, about five nine ish. Yep. Um, against someone who's six foot five. That's a big deal. How Chris is Chris Allen? How tall is Chris Allen at Louisville Combat Academy? He's about six five, right? Yeah, he's pretty tall. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a big difference, right? Yeah. If you were to, sp- you know, all things being equal, in theory, if you had two people who are equal, the person with the size does have an advantage. Yeah, right? I agree. What does Kellogg's ground game look like? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, I appreciate you coming over. I love the episode. We were originally going to try to talk to Vester Harris on the podcast. Looks like he needs to move it back, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but this gives us an opportunity to really do a deep dive into Vester Harris. And don't you worry. We're also going to review the Roosters fights that are available. Awesome. I was going to ask you what happened with him. Why can't we get him on the show? I invited him on the podcast a couple months ago. And... We were going to do it, and then he kind of no-showed me, and then he messaged me and said, do you even do video? And I said, no, I don't do video. Maybe I, one day I will. I think I made a joke on myself. I'm not very computer literate. You know, I was <laughs> okay. something like that. It's sure. true. I'm not. It would be nice. I've got a nice new office in here. I could get a, a com- camera, right? Yeah. And I really should. I used to do the uh, the online live videos, yeah, yeah, yeah. but of course I got banned again the other day just before the You're show. You're in Facebook jail. Yeah. 
But what happened was he said, oh, that's goofy. You don't have video. That's goofy. I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> you know, that kind of bothered me. So he's too good for your show. In effect, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I made a – there was rumors going around that the rooster was going to fight Daryl Ray. No. Yeah, and a poster was made. I don't even know who made it, but I thought it was, you know, they were talking about like it was going to happen. Okay, so I shared it. Yeah, And then Rooster messaged me like, hey, man, my management team, my promotional team, they won't, they're, they're saying that if you don't take that down, they're going to sue you. And B2 Fighting Series said they're going to sue you too, Kelly. <laughs> he told me that. He did tell me that. I'm not making that up. I can show you the screenshots. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was your cease and desist. So I, I removed the post. Okay. I said, all good. I removed the post. I was still hope, holding out hope that I'd get a Rooster interview. Yeah. Because let's be honest, that's the real... I mean, Rooster, if you're listening, I admit it. You're a, a ratings driver, right, Brandon? I mean, that's why we're trying to get him. That's why we're trying to get him. That's why fucking people are tuning into this episode. We're not idiots. Right. I mean, we, look, man, when it comes down to it, we're only looking at the people who are getting the most reactions from people on online. Exactly. Right? So if you're a boring fighter and nobody's talking about you, we're not even going to try and get you on the show. He has the, and I'm not being sarcastic, he has kind of an it factor. He's got the funny little dance, the yeah. rooster dance he does after. He has the rooster persona. He has a very unorthodox style in the cage, which, yeah. once again, we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, but that's, in effect, my story of what happened okay. with the rooster. And I'm open to one day, you know, mending the relationship. I would I hope, hope so. I hope that that happens. Yeah. But as of right now, he's not a fan. He hasn't unfriended me or anything on Facebook, though. Okay. So there's still a chance. Yeah. I, okay. I appreciate that he hasn't. Yeah. Rooster, if you're listening, I appreciate you having unfriended me. <laughs> I do. So now we're watching Garrett Trebane. Versus Vester Harris. This is his third fight, it yep. looks like. So, Vester started out 0-2 in his amateur career. And he was like, fuck it. I'll get back in there. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, how, a, that's how what How admirable is that? Oh, you started out? Yeah, I started out 0-2. I forgot you did, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, I lost my first one via decision. I went back and fought the second time. I went up 15 pounds to fight a pro and lost that one, too. So, uh, you know, good on him for getting back in there and keeping it going, man. I mean, it, it would be pretty disheartening for a guy to put in all that work and then just lose a couple times and then call it quits, you know. But you do see it happen. I've seen guys go in and fight once and win and quit. It's kind of weird. I don't know, man. I've known some people that do that. Like Graham Gordon's one to know. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's some others. You know, but yep. to a degree, uh, J.C. Cantrell in, in Richmond. Okay. He's now 2-0, and and he's like 41 or 40 okay. years old. I didn't know that. I don't know that he'll get back in there. Yeah. But, all right, look, we got Vester Harris on top. Tell me about the technique on this. He's top mount. Brandon, what's he doing here? Uh, I believe that's a titty smother. Okay, so he's, he's basically just him down. trying Good to position. win the round. Yeah, human blanket. He's just holding him down, killing that last few minutes. Um, I mean, it looked like, I mean, I, I wasn't watching real intently, but it looked like Vester Harris was winning that round. Um, he got the better of the strikes. His partner looks, looks kind of gassed there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he ended the round on top. So uh, good on Vester for winning that round. Let's see what happens the rest of the fight. I love the B2 fighting series. I'm not being sarcastic at all when I say amateur level fights like this. Mm -hmm. um, are any of these guys headed to the UFC? Maybe, maybe not. You know, probably realistically, probably not. 
Right. Uh, but it's fucking entertaining, and, and, and it gets a buzz going, and you've got these high-quality videos on YouTube. I think it's cool as shit. It gives There's people- the rooster in the corner. Oh, whoa, whoa. There's the rooster in the Wait corner. Wait a fucking minute. There's some history here. Wait a fucking minute. So the rooster is cornering Garrett Trebane. I did not know that. How about that? Wow. Okay. <laughs> the headband just sets it off, man. I love it. The rooster's got a very unique look. <laughs> How would you describe it? Hmm. Looks wild. Uh, he's got kind of like dreads almost and a shaved head on the side. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Good question. How would you describe it? Uh, he's tall and lanky. Um, like I said, shave, shave head, got some braids on the top there. Got a real intense look to his eyes. Yeah, braids, not dreads. Yeah, real intense look to him. Yeah, always appreciate the crazy eyes. He, he plays up the crazy eyes angle. I love it. I love it. That's actually, man, look, so fighters are a dime a dozen nowadays, right? I've been watching fights since, I don't know, probably 94. And I've seen more fights than I could ever possibly remember. I've seen more fighters than I could ever possibly remember. So if you draw my attention for one reason or another, you're doing something different than everybody else. You know what I mean? And uh, he popped up on my radar a couple of weeks ago, I guess, with uh, with the whole conversation where you were trying to get him on the show and stuff. And that's that's what really Rooster. drew my attention to yeah. him. And immediately I had to go check him out. And uh, I thought, well, this has got this has got to be our new champion. We got I got to work on this guy. We got to get him. I haven't I haven't sent him a friend request yet. You I'm should put jail. You well, should. I'm in jail. I can't oh, do it. Okay, yeah. But uh, as soon as I get out of jail, I'm going to send him a friend request. See what he says. I don't know. Since I'm friends with you, he may reject the request. But most of the a lot of the people he's friends with are probably friends with me. Maybe. Yeah. And if he hears this show, he'll know that I'm definitely on his side. Yeah, and I am too. I really am. I I, I would like to support him. And he said in an interview recently that he wants to make a run at the title. And I think that's awesome. Look, Rooster and I have 103 mutual friends. Oh, wow. Okay. So maybe maybe I'll fly under the radar there. Unless he knows I'm going to show with you. And then maybe he'll be like, no, nah, fuck that guy. I don't know how much he hates me, you know. All right, nice uh, takedown there from Vester. Looked like Trebane was eventually, he was trying to take a shot there and eventually just got taken to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuffed and now Harris is on top, full mount, throwing leather from the top, and the referee stops it. Boom! Good win for Harris. All right, so now he's two and one chronologically at this point, right? Or I'm sorry, uh, one, one and, and two. two, one and two, one and yep, two. yep. So okay. Vester wins that fight, and then he gets in there with a the guy that we know, Quentin Campbell. You'll recognize Quentin Campbell. I, I, you know, I at least am very familiar with. Quentin, very nice guy. There we go. I don't recognize the name, but I might when I see his face. I'm just excited to get to these rooster fights. How many has he had? He's three and three. I don't know how many of them are available like this, though. That's what I'm saying about how much I love the B2 fighting series. Yeah, they put everything out there for you, man. Right? I love it. See, when I first started uh, working with those guys, it was actually Brandon Higdon when he was with Warrior FC. Mm-hmm. And that was back in, I guess, maybe 2008, 2007, 2008, somewhere right in there. And then uh, he got away from Warrior FC and started running his own show, which was Hard Rock MMA. And I fought there quite a 
quite a bit. And then uh, B2 ended up buying them out. I think I fought for B2 maybe two or three times. Technically B2. Yeah. Jeff Holmes. Yep. Uh, the rematch of Braden Ward. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think Ian Lawler. So I think Ian I Lawler, okay. B, yeah, I, thought okay. I, yep. I think I fought under the B2 banner three times. Maybe. Sounds about right to me. Um, but, you know, it's like I wish that we would have had B2 back in 2008. You know what I mean? Like how much bigger the sport would be by now or how much more recognition we would get in this area. Um, because in 2008, man, like it wasn't even – like the commission wasn't even involved for the most part, so – well, that's a good thing in some ways. Yeah, I, I think so. But at the same time, it's kind of like the Wild West of everything, man. Like, you know, no, no good video production. If, in theory, B2 would have been around with no commission, that'd be cool. In my oh, opinion. yeah. That because then you have shit. the promoter. Hard Rock's not going to put on a shitty event. He's right. not going to let eye gouging. Right. Is what I mean, right? Right. He yeah. doesn't want it to be anything short of a, a, a stepping stone to get to the next level. Right. He's a good businessman. All right, so we missed the Campbell fight. I could not find that video. Now we're watching Vester Harris versus Tyler Lawson. Okay. Vester Harris versus Tyler Lawson. This is Vester's most recent fight. Okay. He's two and three as a, an amateur. And how long ago was this uploaded? This one is May 3rd of 2022. Okay. So he's been pretty active. He's been very active, yes. He's got a lot of movement, man. These guys are moving a lot for heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of footwork. They're not just standing. This fight was April 30th. Okay. So it says here that Vester is scheduled to fight um, a guy named Dominic Belaski for Cage Thunder May 21st, so in two days. Wow, I'm going to stay on top really? of him for this interview. Yeah. Okay. And I don't show the Kellogg fight on his tapology as of right now. So when is that fight supposed to take happen? Uh, I don't this? know. That was this is all news to me. Okay. You're similarly knowledgeable of this situation as I am. Look at Vester switching stances. What do you think of that, Brandon? Yeah, I mean he's he's looking pretty decent on his feet. I mean he's got some footwork. He's switching up. He's moving laterally. I mean he doesn't look bad. I'd like to see maybe. Uh, a few more like combos in there because he's getting in and getting out good, but he's only throwing like one shot when he's in there. Uh, I guess that happens whenever you tend to want to throw power, whenever you're trying to throw heavy. If he'd lighten his hands up a little bit, he could throw two and three together. Mm -hmm. But I mean, not looking bad. There's old Gary with his referee cam on. Gary Copeland, third man in the cage. This was in. Let me see what state this I don't think it was Kentucky. He's not wearing his Madonna microphone this time. This was in Dayton, Ohio. The end of April 2022. I'm not real crazy about fighting in Ohio. Yeah. You guys had, Louisville Combat Academy had that one rough experience with like Jacob Pierce fight. Yeah. It was just, it's a strange set of rules where if, if something goes For to, amateurs. I think it goes this way for pros, too. I don't know. I think my understanding, I think the pro fights are same. Have you ever fought in Ohio? No. Okay. But I yeah. think the pro fights are the same. The amateurs, which is so important to the B2 fighting series, kind of a mess. You can't kick in the head. This is in Ohio. Yeah. And they, uh, <coughs> excuse me, what happened with Jacob was that they clashed heads and uh, got cut and could no longer continue, and instead of considering it a no contest, which is what they would do in Kentucky because it was an accident that caused the fight to end, 
they decided to go to the scorecards after two rounds, which doesn't seem... No, it that doesn't, doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make sense to me because what if they scored one round for one guy and one, one round for the other guy? You know, like that it's going to end in a draw at that point. Like it just needs to be a no contest because an accidental headbutt is what caused the cut that stopped the fight. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with the rules in Ohio. With saying that's a loss. Should not have been a loss. Shouldn't have been a loss. Yeah, it was an accidental headbutt. So, I mean, you know, what if I accidentally kick somebody in the nuts? Do I, do I win then because they can't continue? I mean, it's stupid. I get rewarded for breaking the rules. All right, so we're watching, once again, this fight headed into the second round of Vester Harris versus Tyler Lawson. Pretty active first round for both guys. As you said, maybe not the most combos. They're getting in and getting out good. They're, they're displaying a lot of good footwork and movement for heavyweights, but I'd like to see more hands. Uh, just, just let them go. When you get inside, let them go and then get back out. And uh, they'll do a lot more damage that way because the heavyweights have a tendency to want to land that one big shot that's going to put somebody down. But really, man, you don't have to. As a heavyweight, you could just land a good crisp shot and put somebody down. It doesn't have to be this big, you know, telegraphed bolo shot. It looks like in this fight, Tyler Lawson is being cornered by Rob K.O. Grigsby. Oh, okay. familiar fighter up in the Dayton. In that in that part of the country, certainly fights a lot. So second round, once again, Gary Copeland is the third man in the cage. Looks like Tyler's back has got some red spots on it where he's caught some kicks. Vester's throwing quite a few of them in that first round, both to the legs and the body. There's another leg kick. Oh, here's the poster. July 16th in Missouri is Blake Kellogg versus Vester Harris. Okay. <laughs> I love the crazy ass. <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm sorry, not Missouri, Michigan. Oh, okay. But they're both from here? No. Uh, um, from where? No, I, let me see. That's the thing about uh, the B2 fighting series is we get... All right, Vester is from in Columbus, Ohio. And Kellogg is in Illinois. Okay. Look, I think I stand corrected. I think Rooster just unfriended me. Oh. No, no, he didn't. Okay. One of his accounts, he must have two accounts. Oh, okay. Oh, don't worry. I'll add the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Says he's from Iowa. He's in Illinois. Okay. Is the rooster. Okay. <laughs> I just love how he told you to stay in your lane, man. <laughs> Window screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty great. good, right? Because then, so what happened was I, I had did an interview with uh, Kellogg's most recent opponent, right? I was like, well, if I can't get an interview with the rooster, I want to interview his opponents. Sure. Naturally, right? Of course. It's good instinct, isn't yeah, it? I yeah. would think so. If I can't land the big dog. Got to take the next. I got to take the thing. next best thing. Yeah. I can admit when I'm kind of trying to reach that pinnacle. I'm not yep. there yet. No, but getting there, though. You Cam- got his opponent. I, I got his opponent. So I interviewed Cameron Callball. Okay. 
Okay. And we'll get to that when we start reviewing Kellogg's fights. Look. Okay. What's that? Oh, oh, oh. What did Harris arm just triangle. win? Arm triangle. You want to, in all seriousness, give me a little analysis of the, the savvy or the um, technical um, jujitsu Vester Harris uses here, Brandon. Okay. So Harris is in mount right now. <laughs> Looks like uh, Tyler has gotten his, uh, gotten his arm across his own neck there. So what happens here is that Harris is going to slip one arm underneath and around the naked side of his opponent's neck and choke him with that side of his arm, and then he's going to choke his opponent with his own arm on the other side. So um, pretty good, pretty good submission from the top. Yeah, it's it's sometimes called an arm triangle, sometimes it's called uh, a sidearm choke. So it depends on on how you apply it. But he did it from mount, uh, so I guess that technically is an arm triangle. Caps. I'm looking for this first fight. I he can't find it. He had a nice little celebration at the end, too. He did. He was acting like he was digging like Dig. a ditch, maybe. Yeah. Was it a ditch, you think? or Could be a ditch. Just digging a hole with a shovel a and yeah. then throwing some dirt in one direction. Okay. I appreciate that. Planting some flowers. Maybe he's a gardener. I think that's <laughs> Perhaps he's a gardener. Um, all right. Blake Kellogg beat Christopher Caps for Pinnacle Combat 32 in September of 2020. He did not fight again until July of 2021 for the B2 Fighting Series against Austin Clymer. <laughs> Let's see this. I'm going to back up. That's what we're watching here. Once again, Blake Kellogg versus Austin Clymer. Okay? Okay. So this is his amateur debut? This is his second fight. Second going fight. going okay. into this fight, Kellogg was sitting at 1-0. He had won his first fight. Okay. Via rear naked choke. Okay. Gotcha. Rooster's going to have probably a reach advantage on about everyone he fights. He's got the, uh, the, the letters on the stomach tattoo, but they're very little. I can't read them. I wonder how some, I wonder how young he was when he got those. Like, For this one, it, it, it says that he was 250. Three pounds, I think. Let me check this out just a moment. So, did we get any good comments or questions on the... Uh, this was at 205 pounds, actually. Blake okay. Kellogg against Austin Clymer. Okay. Oh, Austin Goober Clymer. Okay. Goober Clymer. Okay. <laughs> this you, is honestly what I like. Uh, we'll get to the, the comments. They got a little okay. disrespectful. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting look, ahead of it. Look I'm, at the hands here. Very interesting, um, right? Yeah, and his his feet, if you notice, his feet are <laughs> dead ass in a line. He switched stances. Oh, my goodness. He did switch stances. Do you notice that? Look, he did it again. Now he's orthodox. Yeah. Um, I I've never seen footwork quite like that before. Unorthodox. I guess it's more like, uh, I guess, taekwondo type okay. of footwork he's he's standing in a very bladed stance he's bouncing uh simultaneously both feet at the same time he switches every time he throws a kick he switches to the other side he's switching stance if i had to bet i'd be willing to bet that he took taekwondo at some point when he was younger because it looks like it's kind of ingrained into his stand up there okay i could be wrong i'm yeah. just assuming okay so kellogg got in and they're in the clinch now Kellogg with some some nice knees, really. Yep, getting right. some some knees to the body there. He's got double underhooks, uh, trying some tie knees there. Doesn't look like they're really too effective yet. 
He's grabbing the fence, so cheating bigger than shit. No, I'm kidding. Was was, <laughs> was the rooster grabbing the fence? Oh, he uh, stepped back and threw a bomb there nice. for a moment. Yeah, just he was great. His fingers were through, but he wasn't really. It wasn't like giving him an advantage or anything. Yeah, his hand hand positioning looks kind of unorthodox. His stand up looks very unorthodox, and he's turning his back here to his opponent. He reminds me, <clears throat> Kelly. Did you ever have one of those toys when you were a kid? Where uh, mine was, for example, was a horse, and it was standing on a platform. And if you pushed the bottom of the platform, in the horse would collapse. Okay. And then you would let off the platform and it would stand back okay. up. It was like okay. a string with a spring on it or something. And it may, that's kind of reminiscent of, of Blake Kellogg here. He kind of looks like somebody's just like pushing that button and he, he's, he's like flinging his limbs around <laughs> and standing back up. But, you know, again, it's going to sound like I'm being a dick and trying to make fun of him. But, man, I tell you what, my first couple of fights look god-awful. So I don't have any room to uh, to judge here. I'm just observing and reporting let's see how old kellogg is listed at six foot five he is 30 years old okay much taller than me much younger than me Mm -hmm. much more handsome than me how old are you brandon 39 40 40 okay so was that an illegal knee to the groin area of his opponent is that what stopped the clock there must be (laughs) 18 seconds left in round one of Blake Kellogg versus Austin Clymer. Looks like mm. he's going he's gonna to take his rest there for a second. Must have been a good one. He got him. See, I fast forward here. Oh, they're back at it. All right. Rooster's so big that you can get away with having an interesting, different type of style. Even for 205, he's very tall. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have one of those outlying uh, physiques, you can get away with a few things that other people probably couldn't do. Uh, Being as tall and lanky as he is, he's going to have a hell of a reach advantage on somebody with his jabs or his kicks. Um, His jiu-jitsu is probably going to come a little bit easier uh, than it would for most. You know, if you're short and compact, jiu-jitsu is not quite as easy, but wrestling is a little better for you. You know mm, what I mean? So okay. um, different body types are going to allow for different uh, different types of skills to come into play. So um, I could see Kellogg, with him being so tall, I can understand why he looks a little unorthodox because not everybody is going to be that long. He's going to have to make some adjustments to make things work for him. But the bladed stance, I'm not a fan of that. I just feel like if somebody was to hit him with a hook, he'd go right off his feet. And there's a good example of it. Dude swung a hook at him, and you see how awkward his stance becomes when he's trying to avoid it. I mean, Austin looks like he's... He he does look like he's fought, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Austin this is, certainly is trained, and, you know... For sure. Yeah, he's not, he's not somebody who's never done this before. Um, he's landing some heavy hands. He's got some decent head movement on him. He's got, I don't want to say good footwork, but he's got a good base to his feet. Um, he's not off balance or anything. Oh, he landed a nice hard right right there. Oh, <laughs> shit. They're throwing bombs Jesus. here. Uh, these fights are always entertaining. Oh, my God. That's yeah. why we're fucking nice. talking about him. Dug right? his head right into a kick there. <clears throat> so, this is Kellogg once again against Clymer. Interesting one. We've got... 
Got about three minutes left in the video. See, <laughs> Kellogg connects with these big kicks if he has done some Taekwondo. Like you say, you're six foot five. How much range can you fucking cover with that type of kick? Right? Yeah. Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be critical of Kellogg here and I'm gonna say some things he's probably not gonna like if he is listening, but uh man, he really needs to tighten up on some of his striking defense. His striking defense looks next to nothing in this fight. Now he could have improved since this fight, and, and I hope so. Because I think if he goes against Vester Harris with this striking defense, Vester Harris has a good shot of laying and a good heavy one. Because Vester did have some, he was pretty light on his feet. He's light on his feet. He's got some good footwork. He had some heavy hands too. And what I'm seeing here in this fight so far is that every shot that Austin has landed on Blake has resulted in Blake becoming wobbly need and head bouncing around everywhere. Um, his hands don't go where they need to go. His feet get all crazy. So, uh, if he doesn't fix his striking defense, then Harris may land that shot that'll put him down. Mm-hmm. All right, we're moving on to the next fight, which is Tussle Connor, Connor Jr. against Blake Kellogg. The man's name is Tussle. You know he can fight. Right? Apparently. I, I, I don't... I think his... his um, actual name is William, and he goes by Tussle. Oh, that's fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the turn of events there. I was a fan for a minute. Oh, William Connor Jr. Uh, has fought some of the most beastly guys out there. Derek Overstreet, Dylan Budka, Damn, okay. Peyton Hughes. Damn, yeah, that's a lineup. He beat right Aaron there. Allen. No shit. That's yeah. a lineup right there, man. Dude, solid. I hear you, Tussle. <laughs> Just fucking with you, man. Here we go, Blake the Rowdy Rooster Kellogg. That's <laughs> the sound I imagined that came what, what out of his mouth just the, then. The mannerisms that he does at the beginning. Look at Gary Copeland. Look at, he was he was entertained by that, right? Absolutely. How could you not be, man? Tussle Connor Jr. On the other hand, is not looking to like. He doesn't look entertained. He he's looks like he's ready to, to fight. He's just like ready to fuck someone. Yeah. And I like that, man. I like that. Let's get in there and get to business, man. He looks like he's ready to fucking throw down. And if I was a betting man, just based on uh, what I've seen out of Kellogg, I haven't seen anything out of uh, Tussle the Typhoon Connor here. So um, I'm strictly going off of demeanor and mannerisms. Um, it looks like Tussle is there to fight, and it looks like Rooster is there to put on a show. But uh, let's see what happens. Copeland's smiling. He's like, this is going to be entertaining. Straight kick right out of the gate from Kellogg. Looks like he's trying to keep his distance there. Uh, he's got his hands up nice and high, so it looks like maybe he has been working on keeping his hands in the right position. This is cool that we're watching these fights chronological. Because we get to see the progression. Yeah, you, you see the improvements. Now, he took he took a nice little body shot there, and uh, everything went to shit. And he tried to shoot in, and it looks like... Uh, Look, he, oh. that's where Hacker... If you listen to the commentary right there, I think that's where um, Hacker was saying, Oh, and Kellogg with the punches. And all right, look, and here's the reason why Alex Hacker would be a better commentator than me, man. Why? Because I would just start laughing. <laughs> the guy, I wouldn't be able to hold my shit together. That's man. what happened with um, Ben Sargent. Oh, really? 
<laughs> Did you know what happened with him? I knew that he was upset about something that Hacker had said during his fights, but I, I wasn't privy to what exactly. I, I don't it was. even know about Hacker versus um, versus Ben. But what I do know is there's some video out there. Remember the Brian Hooper one, where where Ben Sargent is saying, "Oh, Hooper, Hooper the, the Hooper." Oh, he starts calling him Hooper yes. the Hooper while doing commentary for Hooper's fight. Oh my god, Brian Hooper. <laughs> And, the, and, and then I think he said something on air like everyone from the Navy's gay. <laughs> I may be wrong, but I think, or, or he said, no, here's what happened. Maybe he didn't say everyone's gay. He made some comment about the Navy or someone said he's in the military. And Ben said, oh, what did, what did he do for our country? They said, oh, he's in the Navy. And Ben goes, oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> And then I think that was the end of it. I think. <laughs> oh you man! Just, you know you can't shit on the military <laughs> like that on on yeah commentary. MMA promotion. Yeah, that's not like a. <laughs> oh man! Now Rowdy Rooster is staying alive, right? There's 55 seconds left in this first round. He's surviving. He's surviving, but not by much. He's uh, right now. He's kind of turtled up. And it looks like Connor Jr. is having his way with him. He's throwing body shots with knees. He's throwing uh, punches to the head. He's basically able to take whatever position he wants here, and Kellogg doesn't have much of an answer for it. He's trying to crawl to the cage. Have you ever traded with Aaron Allen? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe so. I know I've been over to 502 a couple of times. I'm sure that uh, okay. he was there whenever it happened. I have not, but I have heard from everyone who's trained with him that he's got really good striking. And he's got good jujitsu. Okay, and he's not a, not a small guy, so he's been training a long time. Yeah, he's been in there for a minute. Tussle Connor Jr. beat him uh, via TKO in round two in December of 2021. Okay, okay. So follow me here, Brandon. If this guy beat Aaron Allen, that's some degree of credibility, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Now, if, if Rooster just got out of the first round with this guy, that as much as we laugh and joke around about Rooster, that does tell us Rooster is actually really, you know, at least tough, and he's say, long if, and awkward. If anything, he's durable. Durable, um, okay. You know, because he, he took a couple of good shots there. I mean, I'm watching the replay here, and there's a hell of a body shot he took right there that almost folded him, but he stayed with it, and he tried to shoot in, and that's when things kind of went bad for him. But, um, I mean, he took some abuse that round and, and hung in there. He wasn't finished. We're going to fast forward to the second round. So just an observation, but the guy that um, that we just watched fight his opponent when Kellogg was cornering is now cornering Kellogg. Oh, okay, okay. There he is right there. I don't remember his name, the guy with the longer hair, long blonde okay, hair. Okay, okay. The, <laughs> the guy who Vester beat. Yes. Okay. Yep. Copeland's smiling again. <laughs> <laughs> no touch of the gloves that time, just straight to the kicks. So Kellogg does not, Rooster does not do the glove touch. And it looks like he landed a decent little shot there on Tussle before Tussle got the takedown again. So now, uh, again, Tussle's on top, side control with Kellogg against the cage, throwing some knees to the body. And uh, if Kellogg doesn't have an answer for this, it's going to be a long night for him because he's got the, the arm against his neck and he's What about wincing. that? When you're doing jujitsu, if you put your arm into someone's neck like that, it's frowned upon. But yeah. in MMA, it's a different game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anything <laughs> I can do to make you uncomfortable in MMA is yeah. fair game. Like, I'm going to make everything as uncomfortable as possible for you. 
I'm talking to a select number of our listeners who actually train jujitsu but have not found MMA like me. Who, if someone puts your elbow, their elbow in your neck in a jujitsu room like that, you're like, man, you're a fucking dickhead. It's it's legal, right? It's oh, yeah. legal, but you're a dickhead. But in MMA, if you're not doing it, you're an idiot. Yeah, right. Exactly. You, I mean, I'm not saying you have to use that strategy, but it's no, not. You have to. It's it's not frowned upon. No, not at all. We yeah. smile upon violence. Yeah, I just had that conversation with a few of my students the other day. One of the parents was asking if that was legal, and I said, you know, technically, as long as you're not making dimples by squeezing, then yes, technically, it's illegal to put the forearm across the neck. However... In jiu-jitsu tournaments? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. However what? You're a dickhead. So, you know. But what I do is I just give them an answer for it. If you put your arm across my neck, I'm going to try and arm choke you. Well, I teach kids jiu-jitsu. When I see kids do that to each other, I stop them. Do you? Because, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, if they get to the point where their jujitsu is so advanced and then we're like, okay, you're going to fight MMA now. Yeah. Yeah, you can start using that. But does sure. that make sense? I don't like yeah. seeing a new little kid come in and train jujitsu and another kid is just taking the point yeah. of his elbow straight into his neck. Yeah. Or even his forearm directly across his neck. I, I, yeah. For that, I know it maybe it sounds cheap. Some people would, would say that's a watered down version of fighting. I don't care. Yeah, sometimes I have adults, newer adults come in. No, and, adults you know, do it too. Yeah. You know, and then you just knock the arm out of the way and choke them with their own arm. Yeah, it pisses they you stop off. They doing it that. It pisses you off. <laughs> yeah. I tell people you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, I don't tell them that. I just show them that. Yeah. You know, I choke them with their own arm, and then they figure out after once or twice, like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. It normally results in the person who's more experienced being like, okay, that's what we're fucking you doing. Go? Okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, kick the shit out of you. Yeah. I mean, not doing, not punching them or anything. Just submit them. Right. Them. Yep. So it looks like Kellogg's going for an arm and guillotine against the cage standing here. He's only got about 10 seconds left. So I think he knows in his head he's not going to get the submission. He's not really going for it. He's just kind of holding him there. Um, so he's staying busy. Again, survived another round, but just barely. I mean, and then <laughs> landed a right hand at the end of the... Can can we go back and listen to the sound on that? Because I think that was after the bell. <laughs> Was it, it looked yeah, like, look at the look on his face, whatever. Russell <laughs> Connor Jr. Yeah. did not look happy. Wait a second. Look, dude, five more seconds. Five more seconds. <laughs> so Tussle Connor Jr. is currently fighting his way out of a out of a guillotine, standing guillotine. Looks to me like the referee's about to stop. And then he throws another right hand. And Connor just looks at him. <laughs> Had a little stare down there at the end of the round. <laughs> it's nice. Nice little touch. <laughs> yeah, Connor didn't seem to be too happy about it. Here he goes. Boom. There's the right. And he just looks at him like, so come on. Like he puts Connor, his hands down like, motherfucker. <laughs> it looks like Connor um, actually did let him go. Yeah. Because <laughs> they stopped the round. Yeah. So that was 100% a cheap shot. Yeah. Right? Yep. The, uh, all right. Look, Copeland says he touches him. <laughs> Connor handled it well. Yeah, he just kind of put his hands down and laughed at him. And and uh, Rooster's like, "Fuck it, man. We're here to fight. Yeah, We're I didn't here to hear, fight, motherfucker." I didn't hear what was said there, but Rooster did exchange some words with him after that. So I don't know if he was apologizing for for the cheap shot, if he was acknowledging that, or if he was just kind of like eat shit. <laughs> he put his hand out it looked like he put his hand out there to say I'm sorry for the cheap shot 
That's what it looked like. These are entertaining. These are entertaining fights. That's why we're here. Yeah. It's the rooster, right? The rowdy rooster. You talk to, you know, uh, uh, Chris Weidman, the the, the media, digital media Mm -hmm. director for the B2 Fighting Series, Alex Hacker or Ben Fowler or Chance Beck. Yeah. You know, all those guys love the rooster, and there's got to be a reason. I saw a big public outcry on the on the post that you made, you know, lots of likes, big reaction. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure we, I think we got tens of likes on that one. So That's a lot. That's a lot for us. Yeah. Big numbers, double digits. <clears throat> so what do you tell, if you're the guy who lost to, to Vester Harris and you're in the corner, Rowdy Rooster, what are you telling him headed into this third round? Uh, I'm impressed that this went to three rounds, to be honest. This is good experience for yeah. Tussle Connor Jr. to go get this much cage time, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. I mean, especially if you're not, like, taking a lot of damage either, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. get in there and put in your work. <sighs> yeah, Rooster, man, bro, your stand-up is trash. It's trash. But, I mean, just calling it like I see it, that's terrible. I don't know what his ground game looks like because he's – not really doing much here. He's kind of protecting himself a little bit, but it looked like he was also kind of going for a knee bar too. So it was kind of like half and half. You know, like one hand going for the knee bar, the other hand trying to protect his face, and neither one was working. Tussle Connor Jr. has thrown a lot of body shots yep. in this fight. I appreciate that. Well, you almost have to when you got an opponent that's six oh, foot five, okay. man. Okay. You know, like okay. damn, dude, this he's his head's too far away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's just throwing some little love taps here to get the referee to stop the match. Those were unanswered shots. And uh, Kellogg just looks like he's protesting. But uh, He thought, he thought it stop. should have been. That was a legitimate stoppage. I mean, he was laying there face down, not doing anything to uh, protect himself. That's not an intelligent defense. So, Okay, Glendale Whitney. Lost to Glendale Whitney. I'm not sure I know that name. No, that's the cool thing about the B2 Fighting Series now is they have moved uh, to so many different locations. Yeah. That we get the absolute cream of the crop here in Louisville. It's kind of, you know, it's still hard rock running shit. Andy Law and hard rock. I'm not going to say it's all hard rock, but I mean, it's, I think he's still listed as the main matchmaker. Okay. So in the world of MMA, I mean, they have done very well for themselves. Yeah. So this is a quick one. This is six minutes. Okay. Once again, now we're watching the next one that's available, which is Glendale Whitney versus Blake Kellogg. This is only a six-minute video. I think we got time for this one, and then I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good to, to, to watch the remaining two and then give, hear Brandon Bishop and I do our final analysis. Yeah. So Whitney looks like he's got a wrestler's physique, and I believe I'm correct when I just see that takedown. Uh, he's already on top, inside control. I'm willing to bet that he's got some wrestling background to him. He's just got that physique. He's a little bit shorter and more compact, and uh, he's already in top side control, throwing some strikes from the top. And Kellogg's trying to wall walk into an arm bar there. So it looks like he's not completely incompetent on the ground. Okay, I do appreciate that. But he wasn't quite in position to go for it either. He's got those long legs. He's using them. Yeah. 
He might, he might be better served to wall walk up versus try and go for a submission from the bottom here. It looks like he's popped into Turtle, and Whitney's now taking his back. He's trying to flatten him out, do like a back mount type deal, maybe get a rear naked choke. Yeah. Yep, looks pretty typical of the backpack position. There we go, flattening him out, face down, and free, looking to strike. And then Kellogg's trying to defend. Well, he's face down. So we've seen this position out of him already in a couple of fights. Uh, we know he can survive here because he hasn't been choked in this position yet, right? I mean, none of his fights have ended here. So he's he can survive this position, but for how long, though? Because Whitney looks like he's doing a good job. Okay, that's it. Yeah, Whitney just was, I think, a little bit too much for him there. Just flattened him out and had him in a position that uh, was going to be insanely difficult to get out of, and he just wasn't able to answer. All right, then on April 23rd of 2022, Ben Ekdahl and Blake Kellogg fought, not for the B2 Fighting Series, for Three River Throwdown in Wisconsin. And it is available on YouTube, so I appreciate that. It looks like a pretty good-sized show. Yeah, I love it. I love Lots it. Lots of standing room. Kellogg is not just a one-trick pony with the B2 Fighting Series. So now he's standing with his left foot forward. Oh, is he signifying that they're going to touch gloves? It That's looks, what it looked like. I hope he's trying to trick him. <laughs> Every time someone's going to touch gloves, I hope they're going for the fake. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean that's way more. I'm, I'm here for excitement. I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it at least once just to get it in for you so you had something to talk about. You knew. I knew. Ten yeah. years prior yeah, yeah, that yeah. that would be a... a frequently Listen, man, referenced. I'm a, I'm a trendsetter. I do things way ahead of my time. You know how I think we came ab about uh, across that happening is we were watching one of your old fights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was like, look at that. Brandon faked it. Yeah. I think rewinded you, it. You were picking me apart in your analysis. I think we were talking about my Americana loss. <laughs> Rooster's ready. He's got that. <laughs> He's got Very his game serious. face on. Very serious. Uh, He's got the crazy eyes. That is one game cock right there. Look, he's constantly switching between orthodox and southpaw. Yeah, before the fight even starts, he's switching stance. Yep. You think this is a, maybe a taekwondo karate type stance? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. And he immediately switched back, so he was faking that initial stance. Is he what gives he his doing. back up too much. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and he yeah, and he looks he looks for that knee every time he's in that position too. So a knee bar type deal. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, he, he he's looking to roll with your knee between his so that he can do a knee capture a lock. But it looks like his opponent is going for a lock here that would never, I don't think, ever end in a submission here. But Kel Kellogg's on top. Kellogg is on top now, which is uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of that in his uh, time that we've watched so far. He's going for a rear naked choke, but he doesn't have both hooks. He's only got one, and the guy he got tapped. So here he is with his win. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Little celebratory spin kicks there. He did not do the rooster thing. I wanted to see the rooster dance. That's too bad. Um, let's see. When he raised, I, I'm interested in the theatrics to see what type of stuff rooster does. So they're announcing the winner. <laughs> Goes with the flex. Okay. Uh, 
And the big flex. Oh, <laughs> and the crazy eyes with the scream. It would be so much better if he did the the rooster. The noise? Call. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So is that is that all the footage we've got of him? No, no, damn it. There's got to be. Was his his most recent fight was on here, right? I thought. Isn't that it at the top there? Joe Lewis versus Cameron Caldwell. Oh, okay. I thought it was on there, damn it. It was somewhere. Let me take it, a look. It was, it was online somewhere because I did watch part of it. Mm-hmm. It was this past Saturday, mm-hmm. and today is is Thursday, right? Yep. So it should be on here normally. They set the bar so high. <laughs> Does that make sense? They set the bar so high that then if it's not up, right? Yeah, I've had to wait a month or so to see fights on there before, and I've been like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, look. One day ago, one day ago. So it shows Chance Beck's fight. Hmm. So they only have a couple available from uh, this recent. All right, let's look at the the Instagram. Let's watch it. Okay. Did you see it? Maybe that's where I saw it. Let it, me look at Rooster's Wall. Why have you not added Rooster as a friend? Oh, I'm you're, you're in I'm Facebook banned. jail. Okay. Come okay. on, man. Okay, okay. Can't be having parties when I'm in jail. And we are. I'm watching the preview right now. B2 fighting series. The grudge match. Fester Harris versus the Rowdy Rooster will go down at B2 fighting. Look, here 70. it is. Here it is, Brandon. Watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boom. Head kick. Stands back. Boom. Head kick. Couple of punches. Ends the fight. All right. So that's what caused the uh, the brain hermage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, here's the dance. I can't wait for it. I can't. <laughs> that's amazing. It's amazing. It's pretty good. I was never cool enough to have a dance or like, you know what I he mean? He didn't like, kill it quite like he No, is. I didn't, man. I wish I could have come up with something catchy like that. Um, he's got the look. He's got the. He's three and three as an amateur. Okay. You know, it's not. Look, there's still time for him. Yeah, he there's can still make time a, for him. He can make a run at. He the, could be. Uh, he could go seven and three and still end up with a you know a good record there. And then go pro. Yeah. Exactly. Make a run. Yeah. I love it. Well, Brandon, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me. Very high level analysis that I guess you and I both provided, but you know that you in particular <laughs> provided of the. Of the, uh, you know, Harris, Bester Harris versus Blake Kellogg matchup. I think everyone listening, of course, is very much so looking forward to it. Intrigued. Any, any closing words of wisdom before we wrap things up? Um, No, not really. Nope, nothing. I'm not wise. Sorry. I love it. Well, I, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon. 